Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So the NFL has learned a valuable lesson, which is stop telling us about Taylor Swift and just focus on football. That's all. Enough with your crazy. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. I'm not denying the popularity. I am stating that overkill is just that. The NFL, which will do anything for one more dollar, it seems. Look at all the Travis Kelsey jerseys that are being sold. Look at this. Look at that. It's too much. It's too much. We don't require this much. The NFL fan is not the Taylor Swift fan. Well, it's a way to get more people involved in the game. No, it's not. It's a way to turn people off. That's all. Look, it's not going to stop her from selling out, you know, uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Good on her. And, And some people have been very upset. Why in the world is anybody writing uh, stories that, you know, Taylor, music, Taylor Swift's music isn't that great. She's not that great of a songwriter. It's all just mid. What are they doing? Why is the political right writing this? I don't know, because Taylor Swift's music to them is mid? Whatever. People can't have an opinion? Taylor's off limits? No one's off limits. You have an opinion, you move on with your day. That's it. Now, if you could do it in an entertaining style while being handsome, they give you a radio show. But otherwise, you still get to have an opinion. Dear Lord, if I told you the amount of phone calls I get and texts and 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 posts and emails, everyone's got an opinion. Taylor doesn't get to live her life without an opinion. Is her music mid? I, I, it's it's not mine. It's it's not mine. You know, it's like, oh, she's so beautiful. Sure, whatever you say. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not there. She seems lovely, but that's all right. I don't know. I just nothing about her seems to grab me, which is fine. By the way, I can say that about many, many people. But the NFL focusing on her like they have. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) People want football. They don't care about Taylor. It's just that simple. The popcorn moment. Let's do the thing. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. Uh, I kind of have a twofer. I don't know if I'll be able to get to both of them. But this was on CNN. This is a Ukrainian official. Um, The funding of Ukraine is now the uh, political story for the for Republicans, for the Republican Party, for conservatives. Do we or don't we? It has become the litmus test. And I think it's a pretty bad litmus test. 
I don't recognize Ukraine as the greatest country in the world or the greatest leadership in the world. I recognize that Russia needs to be stopped when it comes to aggression. And I think that this, while costly, is the more inexpensive way to do it. I don't put people up there. I'm willing to put some money into it. Now, the money I'm willing to put into it has to deal with guns and bullets. I don't put money into it that helps stabilize the retirement accounts of Ukrainians. That's not what I do. There should be, every retirement account should be going into defending the homeland. Your homeland. That's what it should do. Defending your bank account seems awkward to me. Certainly unacceptable. It is a burden on the American people that is unacceptable. The burden of helping you keep the country from Russian aggression, these Russian soldiers who are untrained and who are monsters, I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. And you you agree with me, you disagree with me, we've, we've had this debate. But it is the hubris by which Vladimir Zelensky and his team operate Hubris, overbearing pride or presumption, the concept of, of arrogance. This was one of um, a, a this not an EU foreign minister, a Ukrainian official. Uh, I believe it's uh, uh, it's Danilov Okisi, or maybe I'm saying his name backwards. There's a trans translator going on. I want you to, or translation going on. I want you to hear this for yourself. Sorry about that. We need to see whether the United States is responsible for democracy in the world, whether it remains a country that supports democracy, or whether it is a country that will stand by and watch as authoritarian states seize more and more territory. The man's name is Olkisi Danilov, Ukrainian National Security Advisor, Olkisi Danilov. I believe I'm pronouncing it properly. And uh, Mr. Danilov should be told to kiss off. What kind of statement is this? We need to see whether the United States is responsible for democracy in the world, whether it remains a country that supports democracy, or whether it is a country that will stand by and watch as authoritarian states seize more and more territory. Is, is, is that a threat? Are, are you calling us out? Are you making the argument that we haven't done enough? If we engage a no-fly zone, if we put troops on the ground, we put the United States in a war. And the answer is no. No! The answer is no! We're not putting any troops on the ground! The billions of dollars? And there's not even a thank you? This is not the first time this level of response has come from Ukraine, and it has met the same way every time. What an ungrateful group of sons of you-know-what. Every time, it is, it is the same response. Now, the argument is, 
if your children were being slaughtered the way Ukrainian children are being slaughtered, you too would be asking for more help and you wouldn't care how you asked for it. That's possible. But this is on CNN and this is supposed to be an official. You we need to see whether the United States is responsible for democracy in the world, whether it remains a country that supports democracy, or whether it is a country that will stand by and watch as authoritarian states seize more and more territory. I don't think that plays well. I don't think this guy is our collective conscience. I don't know if I'd put him back on TV. The question does remain as to where a, this, this new thought process on foreign policy is going. What is the plan? Is the plan one of isolationism? Where, what is the value there? Is the plan isolationism in the face of a communist China growth? Their buying of property and really controlling of nations in Africa and in South America. Their Belt and Road Initiative. They doing anything they can to thwart the oncoming collapse of their demographics, scheduled in 100 years to lose nearly a billion people, which still makes them the most populous country on earth. Nope, second, that'd be India. They have levels of desperation. There's a question as to where the United States sees itself and how it sees itself and how it sees a a mission. And while I can appreciate levels of, yeah, we're not getting involved, you have to accept what comes with some of that not getting involved. You have to ask yourself whether or not the policy itself has value. Just like you have to ask yourself whether or not the funding has value. What happens if the answer is yes? What if you can show with data that funding is better than not for long-term safety and security? Well, Tony, it hasn't brought it to us before. My response is, are you sure? Maybe talking off the cuff isn't as good as actual detailed analysis. But I'm sure as hell not going to be told what to do by a Ukrainian official who should get slapped around for saying something that ignorant on American television.